With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey! Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Sixty locked in the stitchy. I'm doing sixty down to one wizzy. The wizzy. You down the avenue. Bump that. I spun the you wheel. I a hubcap. Yeah. Talk about what's that? Dublin's back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Trust no one. Uh, got that. Uh, got that. Got that. Uh, in the big apple. Skirt. Yeah. Not skirt. Yeah, skirt on him. <laughs> Cherry red. Cherry red. Two pros and a cup of Joe. That's Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Stocks with you. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live, live. from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be when we come with our with our our shop we got to have a shop man we got we got at least three or four t-shirts we got we have it oh yeah caroline that'd be cool i mean uh, uh, like the things we say is that we got to create a merch store we got to and we got to do something for like saint patty's day and stuff like that like i mean great next year we just got to have build-ups man because you know what the first shirt needs to be what a Pac-Man shirt. Oh, it does. I'm just saying that's kind of the first. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think that that's the most legendary part of our show. Yeah, you know. Hey, Pac-Man. There's, there's also <laughs> or, or or what Look about me? me? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we say what this about me? me? I don't know. I think I think people started writing down signs. Pac-Man. That big new game. Huh? <laughs> oh, it's because of what we said. We What's misinterpreted you, the actual man? quote. Which is actually what makes it better. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, I like what about like, me. I'll Pac-Man, be honest with personally. you, uh, not to get at the business side of things, but 
we probably could run with that quote and have no legal issue oh, whatsoever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we just jumbled two di- different parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a good point. What about me, Pac-Man? And also, if you, if you want to know if somebody's a real listener to the program, if we made a shirt that just said, Birdo, with a question mark... Then you would know. Oh, they're talking about the racist drop. Like then you would know that's that's a heat check. Like who's really all in on this show? Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like that would uh, that would be fun. Yeah, I there. can see that. Yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of opportunity for apparel here on this show. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for smiles and laughs. Everybody's really really excited about the Lamar Jackson contract with the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to announce the press con- at the press conference. They're going to make it official later on. Except uh, Brady Quinn, you've noticed that there's something missing from this uh, from this little equation here involving Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and the contract. What's the problem here? Yeah, you, you guys know me. Like I, I like to kind of dig into the details. You know, as they as they say that the devils are the details. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll usually try to go on Spotrack or uh, some of these other websites that do a good job of um, getting the the actual contract once it's filed with the NFLPA. And how long has it been since they announced the the extension? A, a little over a week. Yeah, it, it, it's Last not Wednesday, filed. Right? Yeah. It's it's still not filed with the NFLPA. Huh. So that is uh, that's usually it's kind of interesting how that worked out. You know, the other player who that most recently happened with was was Jalen Hurts. So I, you know, I, and 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 look, the truth of the matter is, it, it probably has a lot to do with kind of agreeing to things verbally and then getting things down, you know, and, and actual writing. Um, the team, I'm sure, as well as the agent are always so, you know, excited to be able to announce they've got an agreement, they, they've got a deal in principle. Now they just have to get down, um, they have to get, get it down in writing, right? Cross their T's, dot their I's. So sometimes that, that prolongs, you know, this a little bit as they iron out some of the various clauses and some of the things that were negotiated and they go back and forth in the contract. But what also happens is what's reported doesn't always end up being quite that accurate. So we'll see what, we'll see what the contract looks like once it's filed, once uh, we're able to kind of sort through it. But it's just kind of odd, they, you know, that this is such a, a big deal, especially for Baltimore, for Lamar, everything else. And uh, we're still yet to be able to see any details from it. I'm wondering how long this is going to drag on because this has actually been one of the longer um, windows that I've seen at least as far as when a, when a deal was announced and then still not seeing the details of that contract. Hmm. So look at that, a little bit of digging, and we find out that there could be something that uh, isn't all on the up and up with this deal. That maybe well, I don't know not. that it's not all on the up and up. It's just you know the, the people who go to the media first are the agents. And, uh, you know, they want to throw out these total value of the contract, average annual salaries, which are uh, basically about as valued as, as the toilet paper you use in the mornings you know, or night or throughout Jeez. the day. Now, I'm just I'm saying those metrics to me are, are irrelevant. And we've gone through this before because they're not the money that you get up front in a signing bonus. They're not the guarantees at signing, which really is, is what the team is on the hook for. Uh, or even the probable, you know, the total guarantees within the contract and what you're probable to make in the first year or two. So all those things are more important, and they're actually the financial commitment the team is making to you. But unfortunately, we don't ever hear those numbers. And, and look, we, we in the media are part, partially to blame. You know, we're the ones that continue to keep, you know, blowing out of proportion contracts that 
aren't what the what they're stated to be. You know, we put up graphics on TV and uh, on, on streaming services. We do, oh, look at this, the average annual value. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's, well, okay. They're never going to get to that back end of the contract because we'll have to re, you know, restructure the contract to make it work. When did you guys first figure out that's how the the deals were being done? That it was all about fluff? I got and- screwed in a in a in a contract. So before that's my not, year, yeah, that's, that's- <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally we had agreed upon terms. And I, I was talking to my agent. I was he's, I was like, what what are the things you value most? He goes here. The, and back then it was way more complicated, but he basically said, look. Signing bonus, total guarantee at signing, and then you know your, your other you know escalators at that point in time that you're likely to make based on play time. And he's like, those are the only things you can base you know your contract off of. Because anything past that, it's all fluff. They'll probably come back to restructure, renegotiate, or extend. And 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 at that point moving forward, I was like, all right, well that's that's what I'm gonna look at for contracts from here on out. Then hmm. I just dealt with. I mean, my first contracts were fine. Rookie contract, fine. Restructuring's fine. But when I when that that last one in in Washington, it just it was it was bad, you know. And it was just all over one bonus, you know. And it's interesting that you know the the conversation points that Q points out because there were literally five or six pages of errors within my contract, whether it was a typo. Whether something was was uh, omitted from from the the contract, whatever it may have been, there were like several pages of you know of seven seven. I remember this uh, the details of it, but I mean there were just errors that were in, and and they needed to be corrected. Who is that on the agent? Or is that I on mean, the team? well, so so they they both certified it. That's that's where the problem. The problem that took place was we were in such a rush to get it done based off of the circumstances that, that were surrounding getting the, the deal done. It was it was like right up on the, the 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 deadline of submitting restructurings or submitting submitting contracts that would bring your cap number down. And and so I said I would do it because Champ Bailey, and which I found out later, it wasn't Champ. It was Washington, but it was told to me that it was Champ that that backed out of doing the deal at the last minute, and that he didn't want to come back to Washington. So I was like, well, I'll restructure mine so that we can, you know, fix our cap. You know, make sure the cap is good. Da da da. Y'all give me some more guarantees up front. Um, from my back end, like everything is cool. Like my earning average was was high. Like my contract was fine. I didn't have to do anything for like three years or so with my contract. But I did restructure it. And then within the restructuring of it, one of my bonuses was was not there. It was like not it wasn't there. And and so now it became uh, Dan Snyder says to me, just let the let the agents and the attorneys handle it. Like, don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, no problem. I ain't think nothing else of it. And then it became this big thing because Dan Snyder's like, yeah, we're not putting that bonus. That bonus is not going in there. And it was a six point five million dollar bonus. And and so, I mean, it it should have been. It, it, they signed off on it. 
Like, I don't know what what the approach to it is now and what the process of it is, the protocols of how you finish off a contract, how they're done now. But, I mean, that was Gene Upshaw was still alive. He was still the president of the Players Association at that time. Um, it became a big thing. I didn't even want it to become public knowledge of of what took place. But it became public knowledge because the, the PA got involved and it just became this ugly ordeal. But, I mean... I don't really recall how the process wasn't, you know, kind of more safeguarding my situation in that moment because if you look at what my average earning was yearly before I did the deal and what it was after I did the deal, it's it's very easy to see that something was wrong, you know, but and they still kind of turned it into a, you know, my agent messed it up. He gets suspended, but still in the end, I was the one that was impacted by it. You mentioned that it became public. I've always thought that was kind of strange that we know the details of these contracts that they go public. Like I've, I've always found that weird. Like, like, why do we need to know that? Why do we need to know every single detail of every single contract? I that think that's out? one of the low-key, more interesting things when it comes to like – Whenever there's a labor dispute, right, where there's a threatening of, uh, hey, no game is going to be played because the collective bargaining agreement. And, you know, you get the owners on one side, billionaires, right? And, and you get these, you know, maybe millionaires on the other side, which uh, it, it obviously the majority of the league is on, I should say the majority, but it still takes a while to accumulate to become a millionaire. People think that, like, everyone who's drafted in the NFL is a millionaire. That's not the case. You know, league minimum is about half a million bucks, right? Between agent fees, taking out tax, everything else. That first season, when you're playing on a rookie deal, especially for guys who don't have any guarantees, any signing bonuses incorporated in that, you know, you're going to make, you know, after taxes about a quarter of a million bucks. Great living, don't get me wrong, but there's a misconception as far as how much NFL players are making as compared to other professional sports or just in general. And so I always find the interesting part is there's a labor dispute and fans immediately side with the owners. They immediately are like, oh, these players are being greedy. It's like, wait a second. These dudes are like potentially risking their body long term to play a game they love. They're fortunate to play and all that. Like every player is going to tell you that. But they're risking their body. They're risking their mind. The more that comes out in regards to potential uh, correlations to CTE and everything else. They are putting themselves through that to earn a paycheck. And yet somehow fans are find the owners more relatable. They find the, the billionaires more relatable. Because they can replace us. You don't replace oh, the, no, you don't I, replace I, the I, team. I you don't get that. But I, but I also think it's because there's transparency to what players make. If you saw the millions of dollars that an organization makes, you'd probably look at it a little bit different. Yeah. Like you'd probably hold your owner and your general manager, other people who are involved in the front office side of things, because that's, that's, a, that's a secret too, right? We don't know exactly what a head coach makes or exactly what a general manager makes in the NFL. And if you did, as a fan base, you'd probably start holding them more accountable when things didn't work out. And even your owner to that standpoint to know how much his business is making. Now, that's not how the whole thing's structured and all that. But I do think that plays a role. Like if, if you saw, I mean, this happens all the time. 
where you get someone who, who gets a balloon because they get fired because they, they run, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a, a hedge fund or something else into the ground. You get a bunch of people who just invest and they lost money, but yet this guy's getting 30 million bucks on the way out. You're going, wait, wait a second. Like, how does this make sense? Like, there's no transparency with it, which is, is one of the reasons why I've always felt like probably why fans resort to looking at players and going, well, it's easy to sit there and harp on that guy. Or if he doesn't have a good game, well, I know what he's making. Well, yeah, you don't know what the rest of the folks who are involved are making on the other side of the conversation. And it's weird because if you go into a restaurant and all of a sudden they raise the prices on the food, you're not pissed off at the waiter. You're pissed off at the owner of the restaurant. Like, why are you jacking up the prices on the food? If you went to a game and paid whatever amount of money it is for a beer and a hot dog or anything else there, I'd love to know the percentage of that money that goes to the player and what percentage goes to the owner. You'll never know that. Yet, when this stuff happens, to your point, people take it out on the players. It's like, man, like the, the players probably aren't getting the bulk of the percentage off that. Well, I, I could you promise ordered. you this. The overall revenue split's not 50-50. It used to be, but the, uh, the players' union has given back those percentages over a period of time, uh, since at least since Dee Murray Smith has taken over. What, what do you mean? They haven't won those negotiations with the uh, NFL no. owners? That hasn't no. gone well for them? No. Huh. That's weird. But they can smoke weed at least. I mean, there is that. <laughs> I mean, they did get that out of the deal. So it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so coming up next, there was somebody who was drafted last weekend in the NFL, and they have taken their anger out on a member of this show's extended family. And you're going to hear from that person next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 20 minutes from now here from those Tyrac.com studios. Just another example of what one change has done to an entire sport. It's yours again 20 minutes from now. But for right now, we turn it over to the man himself here on a Thursday. It is a tradition unlike any other. It is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the NMMQB. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Big Al, what's happening? How's your Thursday? How's the sights and sounds from the porch? Good, good, good. I got uh, we got we got some leaves on the trees now, so everything's coming along. Mm, Look at that. Oh, nice. Yeah, how about nice. that, right? How about that? Winter's almost over here. You, you gonna restart your streak today? You know, good, good, strong uh, signal. I, I, I hope so. I okay. hope so. We got off to it was a little touch and go there with we. Uh, I had a little bit of a staticky connection, so we had to hang up and call back. But oh, I think we're all right okay. now. All right. So, Fingers crossed. Oh, Fingers yeah. crossed. Right. Albert, we got to get to the bottom of this because this feels like a little bit of friendly fire. So, Dewan Jones, uh, he was the <laughs> draft pick of the Cleveland Browns. And he took to Twitter yesterday because Brady's buddy, Dove Kleiman, who we think is artificial intelligence, we don't know that that's actually a real person, but Dove Kleiman noted that there were some issues with Dewan Jones in the draft process, uh, telling teams he'd rather play in the NBA and not the NFL. He also uh, attached you on the tweet and said that there was questions about how he had handled the Senior Bowl and his interviews pre-draft, et cetera, et cetera. So Dewan Jones, a fellow Buckeye, same with you, wrote false. Like, where do y'all get this information from? <laughs> so, who was that directed at? Was that at you or AI's Dove Kleiman? Well, I guess it's kind of like in a gray area. I, Brady knows about this gray area where you say something and then it sort of gets taken out of context and blown out of proportion. 
and then you're left to answer for something that really lacks the sort of nuance in what you were trying to say. So uh, basically, you know, there was a few different things that happened with DeMond Jones over the pre-draft process. One was he had one great day at the Senior Bowl. Social media went crazy over it. And then he sort of packed it in from there. Now, he said he was injured. There were teams that questioned that. Then you go to the Combine. He had put on, I think, six or seven pounds between the Senior Bowl and the Combine. And then in his pro day, he chose not to weigh in, which got a real reaction from NFL teams. So there were questions about how seriously he was taking the pre-draft process, which matched up with some things on his reputation at Ohio State. And then as part of like interviewing with teams, what would happen – you know, they ask you all kinds of questions. He's a former basketball player. So he told teams that he had dreamed of playing in the NBA, not the NFL. And I'm not saying that was his dream right now, but, you know, it had been his dream in the past. And so, you know, you add all this stuff up, and I think you guys know where this goes for NFL teams. It's, all right, so he's got a motivation problem, a weight problem, and we don't know if he really loves football. And that's sort of... I think why he fell to the fourth round. I think the Browns did great to get him where they got him because he's he's an immense talent. But um, it was sort of a piece to this puzzle that teams were putting together in questioning, you know, what this guy's going to look like two, three years from now. Right, which, I mean, again, it's so funny to me, the things that people pick and choose to respond to. Um, Yeah. Which I remember there uh, there was a quarterback and I remember a quarterback coach in the NFL telling me this, but he had said in a meeting, like, yeah, I, I want to be a doctor. Like, I'm going to give the whole NFL thing a try, and things don't work out, I want to be a doctor. And the quarterback coach was, rub, like, rubbed the wrong way by it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm listening to it going, hold on, the guy wants to be a doctor one day, and he's waiting to see how things work out in the NFL, and if they don't, you're going to hold that against him? Like, how much yeah. does he really love football because he wants to be a doctor? I mean, the reality is, you know, coaches, scouts, people within organizations, they hear things and they're like, well, if he's not desperate to play football, he must not really love football. And you're like, well, how many guys in the NFL do desperately love football? I mean, I mean and, and, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like yeah. that's one of the things that gets so overblown, not only from the scouting standpoint, but even just to, like when people are like, oh, a lot of guys do it for the paycheck. Like, like that, and that's not that's yeah. the worst thing in the world because like they're incentivized to, to go out there and do the job and play well. That's just that's probably a lot of people out there listening right now, Albert, who've got jobs who don't like their job, but they're incentivized to do it because their paycheck, is it not? Right. No, and I, I agree. And I think like part of it is like it's like, so, you know, I obviously, like, I covered the Patriots coming up. So I was around Belichick and those guys. And a lot of what Belichick and those guys built was, you know, kind of um, based off of what Belichick learned from Parcells. And there's that term football character, right? And a lot of the guys in that Patriot building would define football character as he needs his next snap of football the same way. He needs his next breath of air. You know what I mean? Like he needs football, and 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 I know, like with a lot of these people, like they felt like the best way to build teams was guys who are obsessed with it because that's how you build a quote unquote culture. And so, you know, I think that's certainly part of it, Brady. Is that like you 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 have people who had to scrap and fight, and it took everything they you know could everything they had to make it to the NFL. And so, like, their entire life is based on that, and they're going to do everything they possibly can to hold on to it. I think with, like, somebody like DeJuan Jones, sort of the flip side of it, where it's like, 
how how motivated is this guy going to be to make it? You know what I mean? Like how like if if this guy's having trouble keeping his weight under 380, let's say Jeez. before the, the like through the oh. biggest job interview of his life, like how is he? going to do that, you know, in the second, third year of his contract. If we give him a second contract, how is he going right. to stay motivated through that? Like, that's really I, what it is. I, I get that. I, I think there's also an element of the, like, he's probably been the biggest human being that most people have ever yeah. seen, like, basically his entire life. Yep. And, and I also feel like when you're – he's super talented. He's super big. Like, I was shocked, too, that he, draft, he got drafted where he did. But there also has to be an element of, like – doesn't that kind of come with like being the type of guy like that always has had an advantage over every single person he went up against? Like, has there ever been a D end or anyone he's gone up against that's been bigger than him? I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to say no. Nor will there will there ever be in the NFL. Like, I think in some ways, like that's that's what's challenging is when you've got something that's bigger than you and you've got to take that on and beat it. I don't know that he's ever going to face that, which is probably just a byproduct of, of how he's always, you know, how, how he was born, how he's, you know, grown up and everything else. Like, but I don't know that it needs to be like a, a sticking point, does it? It just depends. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's like the schoolyard bully thing, right? Like, it's like if nine times out of ten you've won the fight when you get off the bus, how are you going to react when that's not the dynamic that you're living in anymore, right? Right. Like, I mean, if you're somebody who's that talented, it's like, you know, it's like that, it's like the old Mike Tyson line. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Like, so, you know, if, you know, if, if 90% of the time, you know, in, in college and 100% of the time in high school, you know, he was facing somebody who had no chance against him and he didn't have to do all the extra little things to make it work. You know, well, what's that going to look like when maybe he has a physical advantage over somebody fifty percent of the time? You know, and um, I think it's a fair. I think that part of it's fair. You know, I think that part of it's fair, and it's you know, how motivated is he going to be to keep going? And um, you know, I, I think a huge part of this, Brady, and you know this, and Lavar, you went through it. Like I, you know, for all these guys, it's like this is the biggest job interview of your life. You have three or four months to put your best foot forward and show NFL people who you are. And, you know, I think, like, that was sort of where DeMond Jones stubbed his toe a bunch is, like, well, all right, like, why didn't you weigh in at your pro day? Like, that's a real red flag, especially after you gained whatever it was, six or seven pounds between the senior bowl and the combine. That's only, like, three or four weeks between the senior bowl and the combine, right? So, like, I think there are fair questions there, and, um, and and that was the only thing I was sort of getting at. And I think the NBA thing, you know, somebody plucks that out of there. It's like, well, like, you know, he wants to play in the NBA, not the NFL. It's not what I was saying. It was sort of more, this is what he was telling teams, and it was kind of seen as a red flag in that, like, is this guy going to stay motivated um, as a football player when he couldn't even get himself where he needed to be, you know, again, over the biggest job interview of his life. Yeah, which is a fair question. Uh, let, let me, you said you were covering uh, the Patriots. Um, what What's the latest with, with Mac Jones? I mean, how, how is this going to end? Are the trade talks still continuing or are they dwindling a little bit? Like we know that Belichick came out and denied it. They had an opportunity to draft a quarterback. They didn't draft a quarterback. What is really going on from your perspective with Mac Jones in New England? You know, LeVar, it's, it's funny, and we just talked about that whole, you know, the old school way of, of, of looking at things. And, um, 
you know, how how they motivate in a program like that. And, um, you know, I think part of this is sort of knocking him back down and, and, and trying to break him down and build him back up. And, you know, I think to some degree it's, it, you can compare it to <laughs> – and I, I feel like we're going back into the 80s a lot here, but like the way Bill Parcells um, brought Bill Sims along when he was a young quarterback. And um, even like the way that Belichick and Brady interacted when Brady was younger, you know, I I think a lot of things went wrong last year. Um, obviously, the coaching staff was very, very sideways. And the way that thing was set up was unconventional, to put it nicely. And, um, you know, I, I think that Bill's feeling was, you know, even with all of that accounted for, Mac didn't react well, and Mac didn't handle it well, and like there were bigger problems within the locker room because the quarterback didn't handle it well. So, you know, I think basically what this whole off season has been has been Bill sending a message, like you're gonna have to earn this back now, you know. And I do think he's gonna be their starting quarterback in Week One, and I do think having Bill O'Brien there is really gonna benefit him. And I think Max got a chance to be a good quarterback. Do I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL? I don't know if he's got the physical capacity for that. But we've seen him play well. So, you know, I think that really that's what this offseason has been about, is, is breaking him down and building him back up. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's sort of set up in a way where Belichick's the one breaking him down, and I think O'Brien's going to be the one to build him back up. And we'll see where it goes. But I, I do think, like, they're going to give Bailey Zappi a chance to, to take the job from him. And I don't think Bailey Zappi is going to take the job from him. Um, but I do think that all of this is sort of aimed at, at trying to get more out of Mac Jones than they got out of him last year. Uh, Albert Breer, you can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Uh, he's a senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Albert, last one for me. Uh, I saw you vent a little bit about college football's uh, 12-team playoff schedule coming up. I mean, what, what's your big issue with a sport that we all know and love and for some reason yeah. you had to air it out on social media? I mean, what's, Well, what's I don't like that? the – I just don't understand, like – like, do these bowl executives have, like, pictures of people or something? Like, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I, like the quarterfinals now are going to be at bowl sites when I think one of the greatest things that college football has going for it is the game day atmosphere, right? In all these places, in South Bend and Columbus and Ann Arbor and State College and Gainesville and, um, and, and Tuscaloosa, all these places, like, you, that, that is the greatest natural resource, that one of the greatest natural resources that college football has is the atmosphere around its games and, and everything that goes on or goes on, on campus on game day. And, um, you know, I understand the semifinals and the finals being at neutral sites. That totally makes sense. I don't know how it helps anybody to have the quarterfinals at neutral sites. Like, I, it doesn't help alumni who aren't going to travel three straight weeks for games. It doesn't help the players who are constantly having to be on the road. Um, and I mean, honestly, like, I think it's sort of like, what does it do for the bowl games? You know, at the end of the day, I mean, it makes some money, I guess that's the point of the whole thing. Right. But if you look at it, if you look at it though, like, I mean, this is, correct me if I'm wrong here. And, um, you guys might have the interest. This is like the death of the Rose Bowl team, big 10 pac 12, right? Um, Right. I I mean, Yes and no. Obviously, depending on how – if they wanted to orchestrate it in a way in which you could have a Big Ten Pac-12 representative. I, I would say the death of the Rose Bowl more was born out of the fact that the Pac-12 may not be in existence yeah. as we know it. So <laughs> that, would right. probably, that would probably be the first thing, yeah. Albert, that actually is the death of the Rose Bowl you know in regards I, to the I Big wanna, Ten Pac-12. 
Brady, Brady, I just wanted to see one time USC or UCLA representing the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl, I guess. How <laughs> How would that that be? There's, there's oh, a very man. good chance. There's a very good chance that could happen. Uh, let me say this, though, in, in defense of the first system, or at least the way it's put out there, is it is interesting, like, you know, you you bring up the point of well, a fan's going to have to go to a, a neutral site. Well, they might have to do that anyway. Like, if you're a wild card team in the NFL, your team goes on a run, and you want to go to the games, you've got to buy a ticket anyway. So that's kind of always existed. And I don't know about you, but I would be much more apt to go to a nice destination where a lot of these bowl games are right. to go watch that game as opposed to, I don't know, any other city that might be tough to travel to because of weather at that point in time in the year. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of ancillary benefits that outside of just the bowl making money, I think there's a lot of benefits not only for the player, the way they're treated, et cetera, where it, it makes sense the way it is. And, and by the way, I, this thing could continue to expand. Who knows if it's just going to stay at 12. It could go to 16. There might be more of an opportunity to have more you know, first-round games on, on campuses and so forth. Yeah, I just like I just, like I, I don't know. I, like, I feel like even the semifinals now, like all right, so like for me – like obviously, like somebody my age, I've got kids, I've got a job, all of that. Like if Ohio State had made it to the championship game like last year, I, I would have gone. Right, I would have gone to LA for the championship game. I couldn't, I, I couldn't make it work going to the semifinal and the and the final. Right, but there were a lot of like Ohio State people in Atlanta that went to that game. I think like a, like again, like I just think asking people to go to three straight rounds or getting enough alumni. Yeah, but how is that any different from March Madness? Well, have you ever been to like the first couple rounds of March Madness? Yeah, but I'm saying, but but implement those the same logic. Are basically, I mean, implement the same logic if you're following your team to a national championship no, in college basketball. I know, no, it, it is the same. But like, if you go to those first and second round games, right? March Madness. Now they've gotten smarter about putting them in places where like fans of certain teams can get to, right? But like, I mean, there are. I've seen it before. I like, I've, I've been to those games. Like, I covered a few of those when I was younger. Where this, the 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 arena is like twenty five percent full, but there's nobody at them. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just you know, it, basically like the arena is a television set. You know what I mean? And we don't notice that on TV because they have ways to manipulate it and everything else. I mean, I, I'm not saying you'd have that in football for like a quarterfinal game, but I mean, it, it like let's say like that. Those quarterfinals are what are those? Are those going to be over New Year's? Is that right? Uh, no, I think it's the week before. I think it's like the okay. 20th or something like that. So it'd be like Christmas? Yeah, around I, like, I just don't know. Like, like, like it's, again, like, it's just like getting people into the stadium where it's not just a completely, like, flat corporate crowd for those games. I think it's going to be borderline impossible. And that's why I think, like, at least if you put them on campus, half of the that matchup, like, half of the fans of that of the two teams in that matchup have great access to the game, which means you're going to give that game atmosphere, and you're also going to really incentivize. Well, you're, you're assuming that, but but there's a lot of students who are already home for winter break. But there's still people in those cities that are going to go. You know what I in mean? College like, towns? Still... Yeah, and a lot. I of mean, them. not everywhere's like Columbus, Ohio, buddy. Like you go, you go to no, some of these other schools, like but, they've but, got to commute. Where to, where, but where you went to school, like like there's. A, how many people would just well, make a drive from Chicago? You know, like there are tons. Like, yeah, yeah, if, 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 Notre, if, if Notre Dame's Florida. playing, yeah, of course. But like, I'm saying, you're not going to get that away crowd, and you're not going to have a student body because even then, you yeah. know, maybe your student section stays around, but there's a lot of who are going to be going home. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we've got some time to discuss this further. We, we're up against it, <laughs> Albert. So we apologize.
apologize. Uh, by the way, uh, the quarterfinals are New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, that's re- being reported on by Lee DeLapp. So, uh, but Albert, we appreciate it. Again, sorry about that. We're up against thanks, it. Abby. At Albert Breer yeah, on thanks, Twitter, man. and we'll do it again we're next Thursday. Okay. Yeah, there he is. All right, my phone made it, too. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. The it has begun. Uh, yeah. Two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, though, we are going to have a highlight about why one sport made a change it desperately needed to do a long time ago here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Paulie and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. So coming up top of next hour, we are going to get into the details on why somebody in the National Football League decided to call it quits. We'll get into that for you here again a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. But right now it is time for the progressive play of the day. Muncie with a fly ball to right. This is going to be a walk-off Grand slam over the small wall and right. A big celebration awaits Muncie rounding third. His team is now going to pound on the bins. The Dodgers trailed five to nothing after two and a half. And Muncie with the grand slam off Kimbrell. And the Dodgers have won six consecutive games. Wow! That is courtesy of the Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports on the call. That is the progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I can't find one person who thinks it's a bad idea that Major League Baseball implemented a pitch clock and knocked off about a half hour to each game. It's awesome. It, it's amazing, too. What's also funny, like we went to half a game the other week, is people were coming in as we were leaving, and I was like, game is halfway over, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this whole thing's changed. I'm not sure if you've been to a game this season, but it's it's basically halfway over at this point. Yeah, if you show up uh, 20, 30 minutes late, it used to be, uh, I miss like, you know, an inning, inning and a half. Bro, you're looking at the fourth inning. Like, these games right. are flying by. It's awesome. And you're just, you're in I and you're it. out. Birdo's in and out. He's he's he parking. Birdo said he's going to a lot more games lately. No, I can't go to more games. Oh. It's too expensive. But oh, but I still <clears> love it. Expensive. But Bur- with Birdo with- said soon he'll be going to more games. Nah. Well, no. I mean, maybe. You know, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. See if I did that. <laughs> they hit the departed drop. Huh? If I did that, what happened? I don't know. Nothing. What? Uh, but also, you, if you have a you kid, get the departed drop. <laughs> okay, so you calling me a rat? Uh, no, that's okay. not what I said. That's what you said. Who he talking to? He talking to your ass. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.